1: Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. It is hour three here of this special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, live from the Steelers OTA sessions here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. And, uh, well, Stephon it dominating sure. a lot of the conversation today. Um, does this change your outlook for the Steelers in 2020? Slightly.
2: I mean, I, I was counting on him, and I thought that he would be instrumental you know like ripple effects you know like we were talking yesterday about you know highsmith getting a lot of one-on-ones and sometimes against tight ends and running backs and pass protection or in in the passing game i think that's a slightly less likely now you know i mean they're a little easier to scheme against i don't know what i counted on from to it you know because i did think he'd come back but deep down, I had some concerns about conditioning and you know the level of play and pad level and you know all those things just because you haven't seen him in a while. Um, but boy, he's immensely talented, and he won't be replaced. I mean, they may get another guy, but it won't be to that level. As a both a run defender, the ability to run and chase things down on the sidelines, as well as influence the passing game greatly. I mean, he had a pretty strong all around
1: game. Yeah, yeah, no, he was uh, he was a disruptive force. Yeah, right. Uh, and
2: I mean, some of his best clips are better than Cam's. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, his yeah. highlight film is wow.
1: Yeah, uh, he wasn't as consistent as
2: Cam. No, no. I thought he was a little more talented, though.
1: Yeah, in yeah. terms of straight up, uh, you know, right. scariness.
2: Yeah, I mean, just physical ability, and he was coming into his own. So it's a blow for sure.
1: Yeah, two years ago uh, in, in 2020, uh, there were three players. Who had double-digit sacks in the AFC? Now we know, Holding was not illegal that well, season. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Still. he f- he found his way to 11 sacks that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, double-digit
2: sacks isn't out of the question for a guy. Miles like that, Garrett
1: right. and T.J. Watt were the only players in the AFC who had double-digit sacks that mm-hmm.
2: season. Yeah, and that was really the last we've seen of them. Yeah, which was playing at a very very high level. Um, again, this new front office is going to be tested immediately. You know, they're yeah. going to be. Uh, quick to react? Uh, do they have something in mind? Did they see this coming long before the announcement? I mean, have there been other talks? Or are they holding their water and they're happy with what they have and expect this from the start? Uh, who's to say?
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sure they had a hours contingency left. plan in place if this happens. I'm sure. Yeah.
2: I'm sure. Uh, and uh, maybe they have bigger hopes for... Uh, Leal than than I see, or they think he can you know do more as an every down player. I had some questions about that, but he's very talented too. Some there's of a
1: little bit of to it to his game in terms of the the splashiness. The splashiness, yeah. yeah. Again,
2: like if you watch just his highlight tape, I'm sure there's something on YouTube right now where, you know, you could find uh, Leal's highlights at A and M. You'll be like, wow, what's the problem? You know, they got no issues with this guy. So he's capable of great things. He certainly is. I had some questions today, actually. Do you think he should drop 10 pounds and be Bud Dupree? You know, and I thought, that's it's squinting a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. That's... Yeah, I mean, because he did line up a high percentage kind of as an end, but... I think that's asking a lot. I don't know if he's as twitchy fans, as anyone want there. Fans right.
1: think that's an easy thing. <laughs> right, well, right, right, right. Because kids do it in high school or somebody sure, does it sure. in college. Right. This is the NF L. Right. I mean, <laughs> he, he's had a
2: lot of success doing what he does. Are you going to change that? You're
1: going to ask him to, to play a completely different style of football mm-hmm. than he's accustomed to. Instead of putting his hand in the dirt, now you want him to stand up and potentially yeah. drop into coverage and, right, and, right, right, right. and learn to see the field a completely different way than what he's already seen it that.
2: I know. I've had even people saying, but his body type's not all that much different than Lamar Woodley's. It, that's true. I mean, there's some truth to that. Woodley's shorter, but he was thick, and the, the weight isn't all that much different. But um, still, that's a projection.
1: Yeah, he's not that kind of athlete.
2: No, you don't want them playing in space and playing right. in reverse and things like that. Like, too. You have and, to look
1: at the athletic profile and, mm-hmm. you know, can they can they flip their hips and do the things that are necessary to play outside linebackers? You see that a lot. It was always, well, Ryan Chase here should just move to safety.
2: <laughs> right, right, because no. he ran a 4-4. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I will say, though, about Liao that it wouldn't shock me if there are snaps when he is the edge. I mean, when right. he's the outside guy. And that will help you run defense, too. Yeah. I mean, he'll funnel things to the inside. I mean, it, run defense is more than just a nose tackle or a two-it job. I yeah, mean, right. It, no, it, it's, all 11 needs it's to contribute. A
1: team, yeah, I, I actually talked to Cam Hayward about that and Tyson alu um, and some other guys about the run defense, and I said, you know, what's, what's going to make this run defense better than it was a year ago? Mm-hmm. First of all, I said, well, we got a lot of guys' experience last year that that didn't have experience before right, <laughs> being right, right. asked to play. And I said, secondly, it's team defense. Yeah, you know, and Cam said sometimes
2: only takes one hole, well, hole in the thing. That's yeah. what
1: Cam said. He said, "Look, you know, if, if one guy gets out of his where he's supposed to be at, the entire thing falls apart." Dalvin Cook's going to find it, right. you know, right? As opposed to pass rush. One guy out of out of ten can win to win the, the down for win you. and yeah. wins the down for you because he had a great pass rush on that play. He whips
2: the dude, gets you know, disrupts the play, yeah. sacks quarterback or hits him or whatever, and the other three were wrong <laughs> or got blown out. <laughs> you get, know, right? They didn't right, get right. anywhere near the quarterback. But the one quarterback.
1: guy won.
2: Yep, and the other thing too. I mean, that can also happen in the run game if and Cam did that often. If he whips his guy and makes a play in the backfield or influences the path path of the runner behind the line of scrimmage, great. But it's also your slow playing things, too. I mean, it is more of a team defense thing. And that brings me back to Bush a little bit. He can't be in the wrong gap. He can't be taking on blocks wrong. And I do think the experience will help. But I can't sit here and tell you, I'm not worried about the run defense.
1: I mean, I'm worried no. about the run defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, here's the thing, too, though. And this is something that often gets overlooked with that. And I know this because I looked up the stats. Mm-hmm. They had 498 rushing attempts against them last season. That has to be high. That was on the high end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the most since 1989. Okay. 1989 was a different era of <laughs> People ran the ball a football. lot. People right, ran the right, ball right. in the 80s. Yeah. The only other year in which teams ran the ball that much against them was in recent seasons, was in 19 or uh, 2019. Okay. And they only averaged three point eight yards a carry that season, but they still ran the ball about twenty times fewer per game that season, or twenty times fewer over the course over the, of the course season. of the year. What were the What were the common denominators there? Well, the offense wasn't very explosive right. in twenty nineteen. Right, right, right. You were playing Duck Hodges and, and Mason Rudolph, so just think of that Lions game that they tied. I mean, right. you allowed the, the Lions, Lions
2: continually to continually the ball it off and, and ran the ball it because it right. you couldn't score. Right, I. I it's, it's unfair to throw the Vikings game out, but that was as bad a run defense as I've ever seen in the NFL, to be honest with you, and that still counts. But the, some of the other games where they were a little bit better prepared, you know, like the Lions one, if your offense can score an early touchdown, the whole script of the game changes. Matt, they completely.
1: scored more than 23 points last season four times. Yeah. Four yeah. times. Yeah, right. Now, Ben Roethlisberger was great in the fourth quarter of games. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But there were a lot of games in that stretch where –
2: The defense had already faced 30 runs or something. Right, because the (laughs)
1: defense – the the other team's offense went into it knowing, hey – First team to 20 is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. We can stick with this running game because no, – There's no reason to get away from it. And we don't want to, We don't want our quarterback dropping back to pass 40 times against these the guys. Against his pass rush, right. Yeah. No. So we're going to keep running the football. And, it's a tremendous know, point. Yeah.
2: The script is pretty obvious. The script
1: know. was really obvious. Nobody was challenged by the Steelers' offense. Right,
2: right. So, so we they keep could this continue thing close, to run the football. Right, and they don't have their best defensive And So by the fourth quarter, we're going to be ripping off bigger runs, and we can stick with it. I mean, the chances of us – getting forced out of that strategy against the Steeler team, not the Steeler defense, is slim. Because we don't want to be in third and eight. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so if we run a, the ball and, and – That's where we, get, we lose.
1: We get two yards on first down, two yards on second down. That's fine. The problem was that they were getting four mm-hmm. or five yards on those downs. Mm-hmm. And, and teams
2: weren't afraid to punt either. Right. You're punt right. was a win. Yeah, punt's Because
1: fine. now, you're, you're, you you're, know, there were just so many three and outs. Yeah. there were so – especially early in games, the first quarter struggles we know – uh, you know, they didn't score early, often.
2: So the opponents ran the ball like 480, something like that. It was that
1: 498 mean? times last I mean, year.
2: if you could get that to 430, four to quarter. I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but, man, it, it matters. Like, go ask Cam Hayward how much different that is. He yeah. <laughs> you knows on the on the field for just and, about and, everyone who's
1: Again, the offense plays a big part of that because mm-hmm. if, they, if the opponent knows going into the game, well, first team to 20 is going to win. Right. Then you, you're going to play it differently than you would – if you say first team to 30 wins, or even the first team to 25. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I bet the Chiefs, even though their defense was really bad, probably faced 400 rushing attempts. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Well, think about that game. And I've said this a hundred times, and I've gotten ripped about it. The Steelers' defense in that game forced, kept the Chiefs from scoring on six consecutive possessions. Yeah, right, right, right. Six consecutive. That's a first half's worth of possessions mm-hmm. in a normal football game.
2: Way excelled. But yeah, the Steelers' theater, offense did nothing they with zero, those. Zero, right? Nothing with. Against a bad defense.
1: The defense scored the first touchdown of the game.
2: Right, right.
1: You know, so your if your offense just possesses the football a little bit, mm-hmm. in that, all of a sudden now you look up and go, well, they shut the sheet. They shut the Chiefs out in the first half of that game.
2: I'm I'm curious if you don't mind looking it up. Could you just check how many rushing attempts every team faced? Like who was at the top of the league? Who was at the at the bottom? Or rushing attempts per game faced, or something like that. Because I do think that's a big deal. That
1: and I'm not. They their run defense was bad last. Of they course, gave up five of yards a carry. Right. As well. I mean,
2: there were big holes to yeah. run through. But and the problem too, though, is it doesn't mean. Boy, this offense is all of a sudden going to turn into the Chiefs, and you know it's going to be a race but to I've, thirty-five. I've, yeah, I've
1: seen a lot of but, years where teams just didn't even try to run the ball against. The right, 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 right. Uh, so the, the Buccaneers led the NFL. They had the fewest rushing attempts against it, 366.
2: I bet. I bet. Wow, 366.
1: The Titans had 368 run against them. Okay. The Ravens were 378. That's because they were so they're run are
2: Yeah, their yeah. pass defense was so bad. And just I know, so that, like
1: people look at the Buccaneers and they say, "Well, the Buccaneers is a real. They have a really good run defense. They give up 4.3 yards of carry. Hmm. They weren't a dominant run defense. They
2: have been under Todd Bowles. But
1: you go into a, no, a game against but you them, you know Brady's going to score 25. You know they're going to get so 25. Yeah, so yeah, you, right, right. You know, at some point or another, you get you get. Pushed out of your run
2: game. Yeah so, yeah. so I was thinking more again, more than their run defense, because that's a traditionally been a great run defense, but last year it wasn't perfect. The
1: Chiefs, who gave up four point eight yards a carry, yeah, which wasn't all that different than the five yards a carry. Then the run Steelers defense was horrible. Four hundred nineteen rushing attempts.
2: See, that's where they need to be,
1: because you know, if you going get, into that, we yeah. got to score thirty here. Yep,
2: yep, exactly. And I'm not comparing the Steelers' offense, to the Chiefs' offense. The Chiefs' offense is better, but if you could get teams to that four and a quarter mark and take your run, your uh, Yards per carry down by .2 or so. That's a big difference. It doesn't sound like much, but it's a big difference.
1: I'm just looking here to see. I mean, when you get to the overall rushing attempts against. Actually, the Steelers weren't even last in that. No, that doesn't surprise me. They were a playoff team. The Seahawks had 509. The Chargers had 509 rushes against. The Chargers actually had a worse run defense than the Steelers. They were really bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although the Steelers gave up more yardage.
2: Okay. Um, Chargers was harder to watch. The
1: Lions gave up five eighteen. The Falcons five nineteen. The well, these Texans. are the worst teams in the league. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That's how that usually works because you're winning against those teams. But the you're Steelers up by fourteen in the fourth quarter. You're the Steelers the had ball. a winning record. Yeah, and yeah. teams were still willing to run against them. So if you look at the teams around them, other than the Chargers, the and rest they didn't of those make teams either none of those are playoff teams. Right. Uh, you're looking at the Jaguars, the Giants, the Bears, the Vikings were the next closest playoff team at 4.75. Okay. Yeah, but they weren't far from a powerhouse either. Yeah, you know, right. And they, teams had 4.7 yards of carry against them. I mean, you, so
2: it goes back to just playing too much defense. You know, you, yeah, running the ball, running the ball. I mean, talk to Merrill Hodge or any of those guys. Just keep hitting that hammer, and eventually the stone's going to break, and it's going to. And, and again, the down by down, their run defense wasn't good enough. I mean, there, there's no question about yeah. that. But the script to play against this defense is very obvious.
1: I would say this as well. I don't know that teams care as much about stopping the run as they used to. They hmm. used to they see 3.3 3 yards a carry or 3.2 or 3.4, somewhere in that range, would lead the league in yards per carry against. Right, right, right. Last year's leader in yards per carry against was 3.7 yards by the Saints.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: 3.7 yards would barely get you into the top ten five it, years ago. It used
2: to be like you were really happy to churn out four yards a carry as an offense. Yeah. You know, now that's not quite good enough. There I were mean, only four teams league.
1: that allowed less than four than four yards a carry last year.
2: Yeah, times have changed. It's all about box counts. You know, we talked about this last week that if I can only allow 4.2 per carry – when I'm minus one in the box defensively yeah. or even even in the box, they'll take that all day long. I mean, everyone wants to. What people have to remember is the league now is more about explosive plays than anything. There's a lot of ways to win in the NFL, but defensive coordinators stay awake at night taking away explosive plays. The offenses do everything possible to create explosive plays. The Steelers were really bad offensively at creating off- off- explosive plays, you know. And oh, by the way, Kenny Pickett was great at it in the college level, you know. Yeah. And it's it's a big jump. I'm not saying he's going to do it immediately here, or if he even starts. So, getting quote gashed on the ground, you know, the old school Steeler fans you don't like hate it, it, and yeah. it's a little bit emasculating. But if if you're going to force a guy a team to move the ball 12 15 plays to score, that's not so bad. Yeah, I mean, if four yards a clip or the whatever. The
1: analytics crowd will tell you that's, that's what you want. That's what you want. That's yeah. what you want,
2: especially if you have lighter boxes. If, I got, if I'm if i a man short in the box and they're getting five yards a clip and I'm not allowing the big plays, most defenses around the league will take that.
1: And, and the Steelers are built. They still, despite all the issues that they had last mm-hmm. year stopping the run, they were still second in tackles for a loss.
2: Yeah, The thing, one big play. Or one bad play by the offense, a, a penalty, or yeah. you know an incomplete pass they should have had, or a fumble, or whatever. All those, you know, five yard runs don't matter anymore. All of a sudden, yeah. starting eight.
1: Yeah, you know?
2: right. And now you rush the passer. right but you're 100 percent right that if the Steelers' offense becomes a little more potent, the run defense will get better. Yeah, because you, you won't be won't able be to stick with them, right? Yeah. Right, right.
1: So uh, that's that's one part of it. I know two. We again, don't want to throw against Hayward the team. said that uh, you know we want to slam the door on that early to show teams that hey, you're not going to be able to do that against us mm-hmm. this year. And but a big part of that as well is the offense going out and clicking early.
2: Yeah, they can't be three and out time and time again yeah, either. Put some points.
1: Put some points on the board. Mm-hmm. And, and special
2: teams have something to do with too. I mean, yeah. special teams have been good lately. You know, but. You know, better, good starting field position. No block punts, putting your guy, you know, things like that, too. And that that part doesn't yeah, worry me. Don't dig a hole. Yeah, don't dig a hole. Yeah, so
1: we're going to take a break. He is the young Matt, quarterback. Yeah, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And one thing that never gets talked about when you're talking about run defense is cornerback play. Mm, yeah, it's true. they got to play that as well. And one guy who's pretty good at it is Levi Wallace. He's really good at it. Yeah, he's really good at uh, yep. you know setting the edge and doing those kind of things. Joe Hayden was great at it as well. Yep. Uh, so Levi Wallace joined uh, Wes and Arthur Moats earlier today. We'll hear what Levi Wallace had to say uh, in the next segment. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. We are live here at Steeler OTAs.
0: Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number 1 in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and uh, Matt uh, Levi Wallace, one of the Steelers, big uh, mm-hmm. kind of underrated creative signings this offseason.
2: Yeah, a lot of people that I really trust in the media that I think know what they're talking about. This was one of their favorite signings around the league because I mean, frankly, I have a little bit of concerns about the cornerback position here in that I don't see a number one. I see a bunch of twos and threes. But I think Wallace is going to be a very popular guy here because of his style of play, his physicality, coming from a winning team. I think he's going to be very useful.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, he if you watch the clips on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very active with his hands.
2: Yeah, he's a physical player yeah. overall. You, and, you mentioned about his run defense as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but he gets the hand, gets his hands on football, on the football, mm-hmm. uh, knocks it out. Um, good never, good you know, football
2: IQ. Yeah, good yeah.
1: football. You you don't make it in the NFL as he did. As a undrafted, <laughs> right, rookie. he was not a five-star recruit that right. went to Bama. Who walked I mean, he on was to Bama, a, right, and, right? You know, earned his spot at Bama. At Bama, right? Yeah, as a walk-on, and, and um,
2: Saban's all over those secondary yeah. guys there too. Is in you know, the make a connection here as well with Bama. I think so. the
1: the football IQ is big. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. Again, I. I don't know if I've said this recently, but when he came out of Bama, I thought he might be a safety, you know, yeah. just because he sees the field really well. Real well. He he was not a four three guy yeah. or anything like that. But he's got size. He has and size thing. and physicality. And yeah, I think he could do a lot of things for you. My hunch is he'll be an outside corner here though. And yeah. If the pass rush is good, he'll be he'll hold up fine speed wise.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's hear what yeah. Levi Wallace had to say earlier today with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Levi Wallace, number twenty-nine cornerback of your Pittsburgh Steelers, is joining us right now. Levi, man, just talk about how you've been adjusting to being in Pittsburgh, man.
4: Yeah, man, I love it. Um, I mean, the people are great, just like Buffalo. You know what you expect up here in North, a big football city. Absolutely. You know, and they support their, their teams here so much. Even the Penguins. I went to a Penguins game not so long ago, <laughs> and that was just lit, man. Yeah. It was it was really exciting, and so. It's been good, man. I mean, beautiful weather. I mean, a little bit busier traffic, like I said earlier. But uh, <laughs> those tunnels are nothing to those mess with. Tunnels Seriously, are nothing man. to mess with, man. But other than that, you know, I, it seems like home. It yeah. really does.
5: What What made it feel like home to you, or at least attractive to you throughout this process, right? And throughout free agency, why Why was Pittsburgh the decision?
4: I think for me, I've you know so I played Pittsburgh a couple of times already, and uh, one just it's the a, every defense. Every year, it's the Steelers and the year. Like, Who's yeah. doing the schedule? Who's doing the schedule? I'm tired of seeing. I was like, I'm tired of seeing Steelers. They're too good. Um, but yeah, just the defense that the Steelers have always had since I've been playing, um, and two like like I said, just the you can just tell the camaraderie in the city and how they just back their teams, um, which is huge. I mean, coming from Buffalo. And you know how they get down up there. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. Bill's Mafia, and it's crazy, you know what I mean? Insane. They, and so I just felt the same vibe here. And I've, and I've always been a fan of Pittsburgh. You know, my mom grew up a Pittsburgh fan, and so she's always talking about the Steel Curtain growing Let's up. Let's go. And I'm like, Mom, who's the Steel Curtain? You know what <laughs> I mean? You're showing your age. And so, but it's, you know, I, she, she always just – talk so much about it and how i think my first nfl game was actually going to pittsburgh game against arizona for her birthday and so i've always been a fan of pittsburgh and and the culture that's been here
3: no i dig that man that's awesome man so um also talk about how you're adjusting to the expectations now obviously we were in buffalo man you were surrounded by a lot of talent on that defense we know trey white was the big name corner but now coming here to pittsburgh you're that guy you're the person that everyone's looking to to solidify that group how are you handling that (laughs) Man, I don't even think about it, honestly. (laughs) I'm still out here just
4: trying to learn the playbook and and get into my teammates, you know, learn signals, learn learn the calls, and just build camaraderie, honestly. And uh, worry about the football stuff when it comes out in September. Okay. But you know, this time right now is, like I said in an interview not so long ago, just focus on your eyes and new schemes, mm. um, and how I can, how can I make plays in this defense? And that's what's important to me right now.
5: Okay. Okay. When you've got the just the talent and the leadership that this defense has on every level too, right? Whether it, whether it's Cam, whether it's TJ, whether it's Minka, um, does that does that make the transition easier coming to a new organization, new team?
4: For sure. I mean. Like you guys know, I've known Mika for a while now, and so he's yeah, hitting me right are, in. Yeah, you guys get yeah, way yeah, back, yeah, for sure. I mean, even T.E. You know, we came out the same year, and I played with his brother out in Buffalo, so we we've, yeah, yeah, we've been right. around yeah. each other mm-hmm. for a while. And so just just seeing familiar faces and getting to know the the, the, the other guys as well. Um, but then you just see the presence that Cam has and, and T.J. Um, and just just how they move and how they work. You know what I mean? It's it's it makes you want to work harder. Yeah. And you got guys just. I mean, we just finished doing back pedals with uh, with K.J. And it's just, guys are just pushing guys all the time. Even Cam Sutton, just the great mm-hmm. leadership that he is in the corner room. And even Spoon, you know, yeah. he's mm-hmm. year six. And uh, just just the wisdom that he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all just bouncing notes off of each other. So it's, it's been a great, great community.
3: No, nah, man, that's awesome to see, man. And it's awesome to see you guys compete against each other as well, in a sense, man, how you guys make plays. Like, for me, I enjoy watching that element with you all. But um, something that I also wanted to know with you, now that you're here and stuff like that, is just in terms of, the new scheme here, because obviously you're coming from Buffalo. Just talk about some of the challenges that you've had in terms of learning it. I mean, are there things that, you know, you're maybe more comfortable with or that you liked a little bit more at other places versus here or vice versa?
4: Yeah, I think that that goes to every scheme. I yeah. think with me being in Buffalo for four years, I got real used to it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So things just made sense there. And now you come to a, a whole different scheme, and it's like, okay, let me try to figure out how I can make this defense and how you guys want me to play it because – at the end of the day it's it's it's, it's still, defense, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'm not just taking my own stuff out there and you know what I mean, now <laughs> messing everything up. You know what right. I mean? I wanna fit myself into that system while still being a playmaker and that. And so defense has come easy to me and naturally mm-hmm. learning playbooks. I think it's just now figuring out, okay, when can I jump this route? When can mm. I jump that route? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and building that trust, like okay, there's my safety at my back. Like right, right. I was with Micah Employer for so so long. I just knew they were going to be where they are going to be at. And those you know are two, mean? I mean, really, really good, good plays in their own yep, right, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's, it's just a little different. But, you know, like I said, it's building that camaraderie and trust in, in your teammates
3: and going from there. Now, did they ever communicate to you in terms of some of that stuff, a role for you and say, hey, man, feel free, take chances, jump routes? Has that ever been communicated to you? Or have they ever said, hey, man, we want you to be a little bit more buttoned up by the book?
4: No, no. I think here they do a great job of letting players be players. Mm. Um, I think it's more for me personally, like I said, being comfortable in it. Yeah. To be able to do it. Because like you say, you in the Buffalo defense, like I knew with the linebackers and the D line stunts, you know what I mean? Like I knew the defense. You knew everything. I knew everything. Now I'm like, all right, let me go back to like, I'm a rookie. Step one. What do I have to do? (laughs) You know what I mean? What do I have to do? And then I'll focus on, okay, where are they going to be? You know what I mean? And then just learning the players. You know what I mean? I think the back seven, we played together for four years. So we just had that big camaraderie in the back. And now I'm like, okay, what guys am I going to be with on the field out here? And how do they move? And you got Miles Jack, who's new too. So he's trying to fit in too. And so it was just a little different, you know, just getting used to. But I think that's why we're out here. I think that's why we all came early to, to get those reps together. Let's
5: go. Terrell Austin, uh, been with the Steelers for a few years. First year as defensive coordinator. and working with the secondary. Uh, a lot of that getting up to speed stuff and getting on the same. Is, is that easier with a, with a D.C. like T.A.?
4: Man, I mean, T.A. is he's a little bit like Coach Frazier. Um, I mean, mm. the door is always open, easy to talk to, easy to communicate. I mean, he just gave me a nugget right now that I didn't even <laughs> think about. And I'm like, dang, now that you say that, like that <laughs> does happen a lot. You know what I mean? It's like. It, and it's so crazy like i played four years without even thinking about that yeah. you know i've been playing on instincts and he was like no i was like dang like that's gonna be way easier you yeah. know what i mean but it's it's a guy who's like coach fraser they've they've been there and, and seen so much i mean you just counting their experience and wisdom in that regard and so uh, you just love having guys like that even coach coach brown who's been here for a couple of years now i mean it just trickles down from coach t all the way down to ta to coach mm. brown um, it's,
3: it's, it's good camaraderie, and it's easy to talk to those guys about defense. No doubt, no doubt. Currently joined by Levi Wallace, cornerback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, every year doing OTAs, we always talk about something that we're trying to focus on to improve upon. And obviously, you being new here, man, just talk a little bit about for yourself, man, at this stage in your career, what is something that you're trying to, say, that you're trying to improve upon while you're out here doing these OTA periods? I think for me... Now,
4: coming to a new team, I know what I'm good at, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so it's just pushing myself and just asking more questions like, okay, how could I play this better? How could I switch this up? You play four years, five years in the league, right. there's a book on you out there, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You start going against the same guys and so they know how you play and I know how they play. So right. it's like, okay, what curveballs can I throw in now that's going to make a quarterback look for one more second or hold the ball for one more second, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, switch it up. And so I think that's what I'm out here pushing myself right now. Um, to try to give Mitch, who's a great quarterback, yeah different different looks and, and I asked him after practice like how did I, how did that yeah. look? like what you think we were in? Yeah. you know what I mean? because it helps it help, it, we're just trying to help each other get yeah. better.
3: Um, so I think that's one of the big things for me this year in, in regards on the field. yeah and I forgot man, y'all two were actually together just a year ago up in Buffalo man. Mm-hmm. so obviously the carryover continues with that as well, man. yeah, for sure. I mean he's a great guy, I mean amazing family. And uh,
4: great leader as well. Yeah. And so, he's so easy to talk to. It's, it's. I'm so happy. I was one of the reasons why I signed here, actually. I going. saw him sign, and I was like, man, Mitch is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've seen him when he first got to Buffalo and just how he grew um, and just the presence that he is. I mean, Josh was our leader, but Mitch was right, right there behind him, you know what I mean? And he inspired me, and so – I said, Mitch, you signing? I'm signing. Let's like, I'm go. Going. I'm going. To <laughs> Let's go. I have full faith in him and I believe in him and all that he does and all that he brings.
5: I love it. That's good to hear. That's what we like to no, hear.
3: Absolutely. Levi man.
5: Wallace with us here on SNR. Um, so, like, with the quarterback, right, quarterback competition, yeah, first time in, in 18 years since, since you know, since Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie. One of the things that Motz and I have discussed is it really kind of feels like just competition in general is a theme. Like, you always have that in these settings. Mm-hmm. But from quarterback to offensive line to the D line to how you guys all shake out in the secondary, like, there is truly competition for roles at every level, at every area of this roster. Is is that something that, that you feel out there? Or is it just in these settings it's always competition and it's it's always the same business?
4: <laughs> yeah, for me, I think – me being undrafted, you know, in a walk-on, <laughs> that I just always, I'm, I'm, my mind is just set, it's always competition, you know right, what I mean, right. no matter what, and so, I mean, it, it doesn't feel any different for me, it, it's crazy, I was talking to my boy, and just this sport alone, and just sports in general, is like the only time where you're building camaraderie while competing, yeah. you know, yeah. for a job, so it's, it's crazy, it's crazy, to think about it, it's one of the yeah. most competitive environments, and at the same time, you got guys pushing each other and asking questions, trying to get better, because you know, like, I'm trying to feed my family. They're trying to feed their family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you want the best for those guys, whether they play here, or they play somewhere else. Because you build those relationships, those connections. We're here more together than we are with our families. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So these are your brothers. Right. These are your boys. No, so absolutely. It's, it's
3: crazy. Absolutely. Well, the final one I have for you, uh, Levi, is since we've been out here now, you've, what, five completed practices. Mm-hmm. Just talk about, man, in the DB room, if there's anyone that you've seen that's kind of, like, stood out to you, man, or catching your eye.
4: Man, I, I think we have great players all around yeah. the board, honestly. And it's hard to say we're in seven-on-seven. There's no pass rush. Quarterbacks are holding on the ball a little bit more. And so we want to make more plays than we have. But, you know, you have a great group of guys that are just so good and so talented. And so I can't wait to see when we get to pads and and, uh, training camp and just let see guys just compete and explode, you know, because you can just see it's just building. We're all building, building, building. And so when we go back and train and come back, uh, I know we'll be ready to go for sure.
3: No doubt. Well, we're excited to see it as well, man. We're excited to have you here with us in the Steelers Nation family. <laughs> so, once again, man, we appreciate you taking some time to be with us, yeah, man. Thank you. And, no, yeah, man, continue y'all. on, you know, having a great OTA
4: session, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, real quick, uh, on my website, org yeah. for my foundation, I'm um, doing this game day experience. Okay, talk so about it. So, yeah. we're giving away – Two tickets and a hotel night for the game opener, for the home opener. Awesome. Let's go, And awesome. So, all you got to do is $29. I mean, it goes to my foundation. Let's go. For giving scholarships back to kids. And uh, yeah, LeviWallace.org for a chance to win. It, it should be a great time.
3: No, no doubt, man. That is awesome right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm glad, I like you, that, I'm glad man. you brought yeah, that up, yes, dude. Absolutely. Impact on and off the Absolutely. field right there, ladies and no gentlemen. Levi Wallace. Appreciate Definitely y'all. appreciate you again, man. And keep doing you good. Man, good. On and off the field. Yeah, no, that's seriously. Awesome. No, that's keep awesome. that
4: up, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate yeah, that. Thank no you. No doubt, man.
1: Thank you. That was Steelers cornerback Levi Wallace. Uh, Very uh, well-spoken, intellectual.
2: Yeah, 100%. Team-oriented. Student of the game, affecting the the community off the field as well. You know, the foundation and all that good stuff he was talking about too. So, yeah, he's going to help the the whole group here.
1: Yeah, I think so. And and I think adding a veteran who's been through – played in some big games as well. Yeah, right, right, right. Up-and-coming
2: team, part of a really good defense and – I mean, people weren't exactly throwing at Tredavious White either all that often. I mean, he's, he's gotten some targets his way, and he's, he's, he's battle-tested.
1: Yeah, battle-tested and obviously uh, very comfortable with his talent. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was interesting, too. He said that, uh, you know, he signed um, here because Trubisky signed here.
2: Yeah, that's interesting, too. You, know, like he, you really get a feel for the people in the know in Buffalo, have a lot of hope for Trubisky, that yeah. you know his story is far from written. I think you mentioned this, you know, a week or two ago, whatever we were on the air. Don't discount the the uh the Bills Steelers head coach connection by yeah. the way either. You know, I mean these guys talk and it, I'm sure McDermott would not I mean, he didn't want to lose Trubisky or Wallace, but, you know, he everyone knows he how to keep him. He yeah. wasn't going to keep Trubisky. I yeah. mean, he knew that, that it was a foregone conclusion. Don't think for one second him and Tomlin have not had some conversations about these guys. Oh, there's there's know, no right. doubt about it. I think yep. they
1: feel very comfortable with the kind of leader that Mitch Trubisky is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what he could become and, you know, yeah. where he's coming in his career. So I, I'm really intrigued with Trubisky and I'm a, not not knocking picket one bit, but it wouldn't have broke my heart either if that would have been a different position at 20. You yeah. know I mean? I think Trubisky's got a chance to really be an, a, a good player here.
1: Yeah, I do as well. We're going to take our final break All here. Right. and We'll be back to finish up the show. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here for Steeler OTAs. Uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow as the Steelers finish up week two of their OTA sessions uh, but we'll be back with the final segment of today's show right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lawley here with Matt Williamson and um, coming down the home stretch here. Coming down the home stretch of day five here. Day five. Yep. Um, just one day left of OTAs, and then next week it's for real. Yep.
2: Maybe we're cases. supposed to get some weather tomorrow, from what I understand. I thought it was coming today, but I don't think. Yeah. Wrong about that. I was really wrong. that. I was that, wrong yeah.
1: about the Tua thing. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. I, sure. I, I believed he was coming back this year because that was everything that I was hearing. Uh, our our uh, compatriot here on Steelers Nation Radio and Steelers.com, Bob Labriola, can, took a more pessimistic view of yeah, that all along, yeah. and Bob was right. He was right, wrong.
2: right, I and mean, a lot of people have been doubting it every step of the way, and I don't know that, you know, Stefan knew until the last day or two either. I mean, these, these things are massive, life-changing decisions, yeah, this is you know, right? a big decision. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm right. getting a lot of questions here.
1: Why didn't he announce this a month ago? Well, he didn't
2: know a month he ago. He didn't know a month ago, and I'm like, sure that it sounds like the organization was very patient with him and had optimism that he'd be back, and he's a very influential player and an exceptional player, so uh, uh, not the best news. No, yeah. no, uh, certainly uh, for, not. Uh, no.
1: But things happen, you know. The life happens. Yeah, and exactly. He's not the first player uh, to hang things up early. And in fact, we've seen more and no, more of that in recent lot.
2: years. I mean, the Andrew Luck one is the one that blew me away. Yeah, like I you, you
1: could have waited until training camp. Uh, <laughs> you know, Andrew
2: Luck was like three weeks before the 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 season started. Yeah, yeah right. I'm done. You know, like wow, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of counting on you here, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big deal, you know. Yeah. You're
1: the, uh, uh, this thing called a quarterback <laughs> right yeah. one of the best players in the league you know, now <laughs> what do we do yeah you don't recover from that one but at least the no. Steelers have a chance here to uh,
2: I would think there's something in play and there's definitely a, a, a some thoughts going on up in, in that front office as we speak I'm sure you know what, what, what do we do now we, we hold the hold the fort and live with what we got or we get on the phones and I'm sure people are calling them yeah
1: yeah in fact uh, one person here um I'm, Looking at my live cues here, and obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, questions about the two-a thing. I would think one player they mentioned here. What about trading for Clellan Farrell for some defensive end depth?
2: See, I think he's like a four-three true end. Yeah, you know, I don't think he fits here particularly well. To be honest with you, uh, I'd be sh- I would not be shocked if he's not a Raider by the time camp rolls around. You know, they right, didn't pick 5th zero option, me. right? Yeah. And they have two defensive ends now that are better than Farrell in Vegas. They
1: way overdrafted him. They
2: were, the, the regime before these guys way overdrafted him. Mayock and those guys and Gruden. Um, but I don't think he's a fit here. I mean, he's I don't think he's a bad player either. I always feel for those guys. That it wasn't my fault you picked me fourth overall. Right, if you had taken right. me 30, nobody would have a problem with him, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is where he should have gone. Which but, is where he should have gone, yeah. but
2: he didn't. Um, but I don't think he's a fit here, and he's not really a 3-4 player.
1: Yeah, no, I don't I don't think so either. Um, you know, there again, I, I think there are some options out there that we went over mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that are available right now that you don't have to give anything up to get.
2: I, I think our favorites were Namakong Su, Eddie Goldman, um, Larry ogden Nobi, Ogden-Jobie, yeah. We haven't said that name right for years. <laughs> so part of me hopes he doesn't become a stealer. Or maybe I'll finally get it right. Um, and then there's the nose tackle types, the Brandon Williams of the world and Lindvale Josephs that are up in age, but they do one thing really well. And yeah, that thing a, was a problem you know, here last year. That's the thing. If
1: you, if you get a, a nose tackle type, you're going to ask that guy to play 20 snaps a game at most. Yeah. And I there mean, be, it maybe, might be some games where he doesn't play at all. There's a lot. I mean, the
2: Bengals, he might not play at all. The Browns, <laughs> right. he might play 25. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's important. But if you did have one of those nose tackle types, you could also put. In, in your base 3-4, which, again, doesn't happen that much anymore, folks, but you could have a, a nose tackle like a Brandon Williams flanked by Williams or, or flanked by Hayward and a alu too, I and mean, get really big up front. I mean, so that would be another option if you would add a, a beefy nose tackle, space eater type, and there's plenty of them on the market, and most of them are up in age, and they're not going to get much you know pass rush out of those guys, but they, they're they hard to play against, and, and everyone talks – they're also becoming a little more in vogue. You know, we were talking about how defenses really are stressing taking away the explosive plays, and if that means you know, allowing the run to you know hurt you a little bit more, so be it. Light light boxes, but if you have a Brandon Williams in there who makes two people block him, your light boxes become a little more equal, a little you know yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, they 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 do have a role now. One of the things that's interesting about. People trade up for Jordan Davis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. And I'm not saying these guy's are Jordan Davis or Vita Veyer, but I mean, that's what you're looking for.
1: One of the things that's interesting about run defense, and I don't know how you f- don't factor this in, but quarterback rushing yards. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers gave up five yards a carry last year. Mm hmm. But I'd be willing to bet a lot of that. In fact, I can look that up while we're sitting here. How much of that was – like, the game against the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers game a, comes
2: to mind, too. It just because completely
1: kills your rushing average. It
2: kills your rushing average. And they do play against Lamar twice a year, which not every team has to deal with. Um, now Watson, potentially, right. you know.
1: So your run defense is never going to be great. Because you no. play those kind of guys. No, no. And they played
2: Josh Allen in week one, too. But they're more prevalent around the league than ever. And, and hopefully the Steelers have one you know that can run the ball from the quarterback position now, too. Um, and, and the other thing that wherever you're looking up here, they won't be able to tell you is how many of those are design quarterback runs versus scrambles. You know, right. and I I'm not, the game's not fresh on my mind, but that Charger game when Herbert's getting 10, 12 yards a carry, slide, get up first down – that breaks your back. And a lot of them, I don't think, were designed quarterback scramble or designed quarterback runs, from what I remember. It was okay, just. Yeah, I,
1: get the, I get the numbers right here. Okay, cool. So the Steelers gave up 394 rushing yards to quarterbacks. To quarterbacks. Last, last period.
2: Season. End of sentence. Yeah. Okay. I
1: mean, that, that was. That's big. Fifth most in the league year. Is it really? Season. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, that needs to come down.
1: To me, that And that's a... guys staying in their rush lanes. That's guys. Mm-hmm. Again, you talk about how the. Like, how I don't know Brandon Williams is, is going to help that.
2: Right, you know, like but that, he's not going to be on the field in those situations. Um, in third and eights
1: and stuff. But the he guys will not be, who got right. the experience last year, who who now you can point that and say, look, you got out of your rush lane, and look mm-hmm. what happened.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd also blame the linebackers for that too. I mean, Showbird and Bush, I'm sure, carry some of the blame for that as well. Yeah. You know, so no, that's interesting. Here are the
1: teams I, that 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 were at the top. Washington, 476, they gave up.
2: Did they? They have a really good D line, yeah. but it's an upfield penetrating D line, and maybe the quarterback stuck didn't run or I don't know. They also played against Jalen Hurts twice.
1: Twice, yeah, uh, Green Bay.
2: Okay, Fields. I'm just thinking who's in your division right. that would be big, but everyone faces running quarterbacks yeah. now. That's not unique. Atlanta. Okay, that makes sense because their D line. I mean, their defense is soft. Tampa, really. That's surprising me with the two active linebackers. Well that's they have. the thing, you're,
1: what you're and, and then the Steelers, what you're seeing there is are aggressive mm-hmm. get after the quarterback kind of teams. Yeah. Washington, right, right. Green Bay, Tampa, Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah. A lot of teams that aren't heavy blitz teams anymore either. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean that's not bad company to be with though defensively.
1: No, but you, I mean those those yards count too against your rush totals. Mm-hmm. Whereas the sack yardage counts against their yeah, right. If it right, was right, like right. if it was like college, which is a thumb rule, the college. Yeah, stuff I don't like any, that at all. Like you see these guys; like, he had ten carries for minus seventeen yards. Yeah, I, the, how many times did he get sacked? Right, right, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that is interesting though. I mean, you would like the quarterback production on the ground to go down. The That's Ravens, pretty high, yeah.
1: The Ravens allowed the fewest rushing yards by okay. opposing quarterbacks. They got to play Ben twice. Not say so they played Ben <laughs> twice,
2: Burrow, Mayfield. And their pass defense was so bad.
1: 125 rushing yards on the ground wow. to, to opposing quarterbacks. If you could get it to
2: 200, yeah, I mean is that like middle had of the that road. Pretty much himself in yeah. that one yeah. game. Yeah. Is is middle of the road? Right around 200? You know, it's mm, yeah, 200 four. to
1: 250 somewhere in that range. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean
2: quarterbacks run a lot now. There's yeah. a lot of threats that way. And again, some of them are. Design quarterback runs, I think, are a lot different when you're playing Lamar with 10 blockers as opposed to, man, you, you get out of your rush lane on a stunt and Herbert just torches you for 10. You know, I yeah. mean, Those ones are tough. You can't have that. I mean, even the Aaron Rodgers of the world, Burrow's really good this way, that if you're going to give it to them and you're not going to spy them in the middle of the field's open, they're going to pick up six yards, slide, you yeah. know, and break your back.
1: Yeah, those are the ones. That's 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 the hidden yardage that Mike yeah, Tomlin yeah, talked right, about right. last last year when he said he was looking at the, the, way quarterback mobility affects defenses on possession downs. Yeah, exactly. You go five, you get, five, you get six. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you keep possession of the football, and you live to You know, maybe you get the next third down on yeah. via the pass or what have you.
2: And the quarterbacks improv and say, well, I could go through my progressions, but the first down is handed to me, and why wouldn't I take it? I'm a good enough athlete to get there. I know I'm not going to take a hit. I'm going to slide or duck out of bounds and take it. I mean, that's that's hard on a defense. I mean, every fan out there that's watched football, if you're a Steeler fan or not, man, we got him in third and five right where we want him. And then he broke containment, and he yeah. got the first, and, oh, man, we got three more downs. Can't I mean, get six, field, six, you know?
1: getting six yards in the NFL running – Oh, yeah. Once you break. Any which, which way, way you can. can. It's, right. it's two steps. Two steps. It's not that hard, right.
2: <laughs> and, again, we're not picking on Ben, but he couldn't do that last year. Yeah, right. You know?
1: Well, he could, but. It was a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the prettiest
2: thing in the world, and I'm sure he'd admit that, too.
1: Yeah, his two steps might take six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. There better be a pretty open lane. <laughs>
2: those linebackers run pretty well. They run pretty quickly. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, so, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see what, uh, what the Steelers do. I think that would go a long way. I mean, you knock those almost 400 yards off of their rushing total from last year yeah okay now you're
2: yeah two of the stats you had there are really important to me in that the number of rushes that they dealt with and the number of quarterback yards they allowed and in the end the stat sheet doesn't matter that much you know it depends you know play to play how things work but over the course of the year you can learn a lot from these things if they could get those two numbers down the run defense would be better. Yeah, right. right and right. your
1: offense possesses the football a little bit more. Yeah. Your
2: run defense will be better. Right? One more first down a game. Yeah. Two more first downs a game. I mean, that's gigantic. And, again, we often talk about what's, a, what's the third down percentage? Well, I've really come to believe that the denominator in that equation is much more important than the numerator. You know, are you 9 out of 18? Well, 18 too many. Yeah, 18 is <laughs> too many. You know, your right. offense,
1: again, didn't do anything. You kept giving the ball back to the other team. Right.
2: You allowed them to yeah. snap the ball 13, 18 times on third downs. Well, you maybe you did okay on those particular plays, but getting there is hard. Yeah, yeah right. right,
1: right, right. Yeah, so you got to win uh, on first and second down mm-hmm. to, to get to those, those key third downs.
2: And don't third even and get him there, right?
1: Third and two is much different than third and six.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, yeah, some um, two, it's a loss. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, there's no way around that. I mean, as we conclude our program, I mean, he's gonna be a hard guy to overcome the loss of. But I'm sure it doesn't take the world by storm or by shock either. Yeah, you know.
1: But uh, that's going to do it for right. today's show. We'll be back. Uh, we are live here from, and we have been live here from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here at Steeler OTAs. Uh, before my partner, Matt Williamson, I am Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio.
0: Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, Planning for the future or just making the most of every day, SD Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at STBank.com, member FDIC. S D Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/slash awards.